Criminality Podcast, the podcast we started because we don't think that loving reality TV is a crime. Hello, Melissa. Hello, Rebecca. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Did you have a nice long weekend? I did. I ended up doing yard work, which explained to me why when it's summer and it's 90 something degrees, I'm like, you know what I should do? Pull weeds. And then in the <laughs> fall, I'm like, it looks fine out here. I don't mind at all. <laughs> I can't explain it, but sometimes just the extra day in a weekend gives us this ambition for something we didn't normally have. We're like, I have an extra day, so let me yeah. add I one thing ruin in. it. <laughs> yeah, totally. I should just destroy myself for that final <laughs> few hours. Um, well, that's nice. I'm sure your yard looks great. It doesn't. But how was your weekend? <laughs> <laughs> it was really nice. I don't have a yard. Um, so I just enjoyed the, sometimes I feel that way. I'd like to get my hands dirty every now and then, but we have a really nice rooftop on our apartment building and I enjoyed it. The weather was gorgeous and it was just really nice to eat outside. We just ate outside all weekend. Oh, nice. I mean, eating is my favorite thing. So that works for me. Yeah. Eating al fresco is like the next best thing. So it was nice. Oh, good. And now it's Tuesday and now we're back and I can't wait to, uh, bring you in on this journey. I'm so excited. I have absolutely no idea. And it was like so much that I didn't have an idea that I didn't even try to guess because I was like, I'm just going to get myself like, you know, whenever you're obsessed with something, I, yes. I couldn't do that. So I thought I'm just going to, I'm going to let her tell me. Well, I either stumped you because they were such good clues or they were terrible clues that nobody got. Um, it'll be interesting to see when I repost the clues, what we get, but um, let's just get right in. Let's do it. All will be revealed. Okay. So, Melissa, speaking of long weekends, do you and your husband ever get away, just the two of you, without kids? Um, Very, very, very rarely. Our 15th anniversary is this week, and we're supposed to go out of town next weekend, but I'm kind of wanting, is this terrible to say, I kind of want to get a a vacuum cleaner instead like it's a vacuum it is terrible to say think that think that don't say that don't say it on the podcast (laughs) but I kind of am like I'd rather just get this really cool thing I saw on TikTok um so we'll see but yes to answer your question very rarely but yes I'm really hung up on this now can I suggest a world where you get both I mean I know it's crazy I know well then I was like maybe I'll get the vacuum mop thing for my birthday and then I was like that's sad too Melissa that is really sad I know but it helps me it makes my life easier yeah I'm so boring it's a household expense that goes in the like household budget purchase true but my my husband got a grill that burned him for his birthday so I feel like we're kind of on the same Mm, I see. I see the dilemma. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to have to sort this out offline because I still have thoughts. But um, now let's get back into imagining, (laughs) if you will, a rare for me too, right? We've been married a very long time. It's easier now that the kids are older. You know, it doesn't happen as much as it probably should because we have rooms to vacuum, don't we? (laughs) Uh, So imagine a rare, much needed getaway with just you just your husband, much like this couple named James and Lori Ann Ryan. They were from Washington, D.C., and they just had a long weekend planned. They wanted to go to Vegas. Now, this is probably where we, you know, part ways with James and Lori Ann. Not where we would choose, but that's okay. We're not going to hold that against them. They had a really fun weekend planned at Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Vegas in the spring of 2002. So imagine, Melissa, their horror when they entered their room and found a dead body. (gasps) 
blood everywhere. And when they called security and the front desk security shows up and says, you cannot leave here until the police arrives. And they barricaded them from leaving. Traumatizing, right? Yeah. So a man does burst through the door, but the man is not the police. The man is the host of a hilarious new prank show for MTV called Harassment. And the man is the subject of today's story, Ashton Kutcher. And the show would never air because the Ryans sued MTV and the Hard Rock Hotel. Yes, according to the Las Vegas Sun, they asked for $10 million for each defendant claiming severe and extreme emotional distress and unspecified medical fees and punitive damages. So... Is your mind blown right now? I am so freaked out and I'm so excited. I have never heard of this. This is so far off my radar, but should be on my radar. This is like, oh my gosh, I kind of have butterflies. Is that weird? No, it's not. It actually makes me so happy. The vacuum is weird, but this isn't weird. (laughs) The vacuum is the weirdest, Melissa. Let's just like be really clear. But this is how I felt when I discovered this. So before I continue, let's paint a picture of who Ashton Kutcher was and who he wasn't at this moment in time. Okay, so he was starring in that 70s show. So he, there's our first clip, 70s. Okay. All right, so people knew him as a TV star, but probably not everybody. He's not a household name the way he is now. Right. And he had been starring on that show since 1998, but this is before Punked, which is probably, I'm guessing, what you thought I was going to say yeah. when I said the show. More on that in a second. This is before Two and a Half Men and before Shark Tank, where he is a guest judge. I don't know if I you didn't knew even that. Realize but that. Yeah, that's kind of how my kids have come to know him because we like watching Shark Tank, is mm-hmm. like Ashton Kutcher, the investor. So interesting. Uh, so that's the second clue with Shark. And this is before his marriage to Demi Moore, who started the 1990 film Ghost. That Rebecca. being the last clue. These are the best clues shark ever. Ghost. Yes. So it's not the Fonz jumping the shark. <laughs> it's like I got two clues, 70s and shark. That's actually brilliant. And I like the way your brain works. Um, but it is definitely not how mine did. And now my so. head's just sitting next to his crotch the entire episode. <laughs> I see no problem. I have absolutely no problem with this. So again, people knew him, but probably not the way they do now. So back to this lawsuit. While it's playing out in court, and you and I both know that probably took a while, Ashton and MTV have a little powwow, and they're like, hmm, maybe this show harassment isn't going to work. What if the victims were celebrities instead of regular people? Also, maybe we shouldn't call it harassment. Maybe that word in and of itself right? is a problem. How about we call it punked? That last problem was me filling in some blanks. They did scrap the title harassment and they created the show. Many of us know, some of us might love it, called Punked. Melissa, did you watch Punked? And if so, what do you remember? Absolutely. I remember the Justin Timberlake one whenever they took his stuff and they broke it and he was crying on the side. Uh, Jessica Simpson. I remember that one. I remember Zach Braff losing his freaking mind uh, with Donald Faison about somebody, something with his car. And I was like, that dude has anger issues, allegedly. And uh, yeah, so I remember a decent amount. Yeah, it was so, yeah, it was such a like cultural moment that show right and the Justin Timberlake episode I want to say was the very first one I think you're right so I think it was so pure because I think celebrities caught on obviously down the line they they know this show exists I still think they managed to to pull one over on many people but that one was just so pure and Mm -hmm. his mom and the dogs got involved so sad crying the whole thing okay 
So same as me. I, I remember all of those and many more. I remember Avril Lavigne, um, Mandy Moore. Actually, she was on later when Dax Shepard took over as host. Yeah, I was going to say, wasn't that kind of where we really yes. learned about Dax Shepard? It absolutely was. That was like his first legitimate Hollywood mm. job, which is fascinating as well. Right. Okay. So Ashton and MTV, the defendants in this lawsuit, say, we're not going to make that show. So this lawsuit is now irrelevant. That's what they're telling the Ryan's lawyer. But they already started production for Punked because it was really just a continuation of the same show. They're just plugging in celebrities now. And they said they would never air that show with the Ryan's. And the Ryan's attorney argued that Punked is based on the same concept. You're with the same network. You're using the same production company. The technical argument that they said, again, according to this Las Vegas Sun article, was that punked was the legal progeny of harassment and that the suit should continue. They continue fighting. Punked was produced, aired, and rating very highly. Like, out of the gate, it was one of MTV's most popular, highly rated shows. And a federal judge was reviewing the 2002 lawsuit in 2004 when, out of the blue, Ashton Kutcher announces punked is being canceled. Now, again... In the lineup of new shows on MTV, this was like the buzziest and people loved it. And so it made absolutely no sense that it would be canceled. And so people start wondering, is he trying to distance himself from the legal drama that must be coming and all the bad press that was going to come out? Because the Ryans wanted this case to go to trial. They wanted this highly publicized, like they really were wanting to sort of take this concept of a show down, including punked. And when asked by the media about Punked being canceled, Ashton just said, quote, we decided to stick to the old adage and leave people wanting more. In reality, he wasn't lying, but it also wasn't what everyone else thought. The show wasn't canceled. They they put that lie, quote unquote, out there so that celebrities let their guards down a little. Right. They wanted celebrities to assume that Punked was not in production so that when weird things happened, they didn't automatically assume they were being punked. They also weren't looking for Ashton Kutcher around every corner. Right. With the show becoming so popular, it was becoming hard to genuinely surprise celebrities and the element of surprise is so essential to punk yeah. working. So it was more like a hiatus than a cancellation. So it's like he lied, but he wasn't lying. It was like right. part of the marketing yeah, yeah. Uh, buzz. Now, as to the Ryan's lawsuit, of course, there is no record of the outcome anywhere on the internet. I assume they settled. And I also read, which, Melissa, you might already know this, but I read about a secrecy clause and people have surmised that there might be a secrecy clause attached to this, which precludes any official statements and any of the plaintiffs or defendants talking about it, which may be why there is nothing about a resolution on many of the lawsuits that you and I discuss. So maybe there's a secrecy clause. But... Amazingly, this would not be the only reality show that we would never see because of legal drama for Ashton and his production team. Whoa. Rebecca, this is absolutely (laughs) blowing my mind. This is a whole new world. I'm so excited. I am too. I am so excited to be the bearer of this weird news that, for whatever reason, I guess secrecy clauses, we never knew. So at this point, we now know Ashton's production team is called Catalyst with a K. Pet peeve? Businesses that start C words with K's. Um, and kids' places that end with Z's. Oh, it's like... I don't trust For you. sure in a Comic Sans font. Like, Oh, for sure. Should be banned. Yeah. <laughs> Arrest these monsters. Uh, honestly, I expect more from Ashton, but anyway. 
So this next show would find Ashton in both roles of a lawsuit, plaintiff and defendant. Amidst this harassment punked drama, Ashton had another show in the works because of course he did. A reality show about a specific DMV agency in California. And you know what I mean when I say DMV, right? That's the same across the all states. Department of Motor Vehicles? Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. I don't know. Sometimes <laughs> I'm worried agencies are called different things like... Oh, okay, yeah. I don't know. DMV we is We don't a DMV. have deli numbers, but we do have DMVs. Okay. Don't worry. Okay. Well, you guys have cars, okay. right? <laughs> Rude. Hurtful, but true. <laughs> Just pickups. Okay, stop. Edit. Don't put that in. What did I'm my leaving it. Yeah. <laughs> I will leave it. People need to know who I am. <laughs> so the idea was to have an actual workplace reality show featuring actual employees. I actually think this is a great idea. I would love to watch a reality show in a DMV. I don't ever want to go there in real life, but for yeah. some reason watching one sound you know those employees would be like having fun banter and like Absolutely. crazy customers, the whole thing. The idea actually came to him by way of a producer named Hedda Musket, who had previously worked on shows like Ellen, America's Got Talent, and A Current Affair. She was a producer, but not um, like a big name in Hollywood. So she brought the idea to Ashton, who had a lot of star power at this point and catalyst because she knew she would need a partner to get this picked up. It was also her idea and her relationship with key executives at the DMV involved. So she was really necessary for getting this show picked up. Like Ashton could probably get it made, but she had the relationship with the DMV. So she really leveraged that relationship and said to them, I will have the creative control of this project. I will not do you wrong. Trust me. Like this will end favorably for you. She, the DMV and Catalyst came to an agreement and the show was to be aired on True TV. But according to Hedda Musket, she started getting pushed out of meetings and updates about the show. She was being left out of major decisions, including Catalyst Media hiring a showrunner, which Hedda assumed she was going to be, which is like a big role and an important role. And A, to think you're going to have that and then B, to not have it, but also not be included in the who they chose. It was incredibly offensive to her. She also noticed that they had a casting call that revealed the show had shifted its focus to make the show adversarial to the DMV. So now she's getting nervous and she's like, oh, they're going to paint them in a bad light. And I can't do that because that is I I promise them that's exactly what I said would not happen. Right. Shortly after this, the DMV pulls out of the project. Apparently, Catalyst did change the tone and format. And so naturally, DMV wanted out, which really doesn't shock me at all. Like, I don't know if they were like thought this was going to be like good PR, like yeah. a puff piece, but they've already got a lot of complaints and haters. Like they do not need more. No, that's <laughs> a very weird thing for them to accept. It, it makes sense that they would have to accept it saying like, yes. you know, uh, to help themselves out a little bit. Not like you need to encourage people to go the DMV because you just have to go. But yeah, it's a weird thing to kind of, why would they want to look worse? They're not going to. Exactly. And I think somebody must have gotten smart and been like, there's probably very little we could do to make ourselves look better. Like, you guys know us. We know us. Yeah. Like, we all know what we do here. Like, this is a necessary evil. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. Okay. So they pulled out of the contract. So Hedda is suing both her, the former, the agent that uh, represented her, CAA, Creative Artist Agency, and Kutcher's company Catalyst for breach of contract and breach of fiduciary duty. She says she has suffered damages in excess of $2 million in a complaint that she filed with the Los Angeles Superior Court. So she really says that this debacle destroyed her reputation 
And now her name, this is her quote, is only associated with aborted projects and that she can't find any more jobs. So Ashton then sues the DMV for $1.4 million, saying essentially, this is a breach of contract. You agreed to let us film. You gave us all the access we needed to do that. Right. And the DMV is like, we changed our mind. And Ashton says, well, a change of mind equals a breach of contract. So that's right. a problem. And I kind of think he's right. Yeah, I know. Unless there was something specific about changing the tone of the show or something, then if that was just her word that it wouldn't change, I can see how they don't really have a leg to stand on with that. Yeah, I suspect that the legal team of Catalyst probably protected themselves in the language of the contract. I have a feeling sure. they could do, they had executive control. Yeah. So in Hedda's lawsuit against Catalyst, they settled out of court in January of 2017. Now, if you remember, this all started back in 2004. So sure. this really dragged on for a long time. This is time. longer than a Bethany Frankel marriage or divorce. <laughs> like, yeah, there's a lot happened in Bethany's world in that time period. Um, and Ashton's suit against the DMV, he won because the DMV agreed to write a check, not for the $1.4 million, but for $450,000 just to make it go away, which kind of seems also fair to me. Like they both conceded yeah. a little bit. So these two lawsuits are very professional situations where Ashton was either the instigator or the target of a lawsuit. But sometimes his lawsuits became personal, very personal. In 2012, again, amidst this drawn-out DMV show, yeah. Ashton reconnected with former 70s show co-star Mila Kunis. I wrote Nunes. Mila <laughs> Kunis. And the two got very serious. They started dating. Uh, they had a baby. Then they got married. Then they had another child. In 2015, Mila and Ashton sued the tabloid The Daily Mail and its website Mail Online after both publications published pictures of their newborn daughter, Wyatt, without the couple's permission. Apparently, they were on a private family outing on the beach, right. and a paparazzi member used a really long lens to shoot a photo of them. And not only did they publish it without consent, but the lawsuit alleges that the male used the photo to sell clothing that the baby was wearing or Mila was wearing, unclear. But they were marketing like products in the picture and therefore right. maybe making money on the back end of it other than just the publishing of the photo. Almost like an so, Amazon affiliate link. <laughs> something, right? <laughs> I so, doubt she was wearing Amazon, but you know. I'm I sure she wasn't. But in some way, they this helped them make more money sure. and strengthened Ashton and Mila's case. Because in their claim, they declared that both publications wrongfully published these photographs without their knowledge or approval. Now, this is always interesting to me because I don't really understand how the paparazzi celebrity relationship works. Right. I know certainly some celebrities like love them, call mm -hmm. them, arrange it. And I know some are desperately trying to avoid and evade the paparazzi. Ashton and Mila have been very open about their stance on it, that they do not want their kids' pictures or faces right. published. And that's another, like, distinction with celebrities. Like, some, you see their kids all the time. Right. And some, like, they're they're blurred out. Um, and even in their own Instagrams, they won't show their own kids' faces. Yeah. Which you know one that is interesting to me that I don't know why this has been in my head, but because I love Jennifer Garner so much, you never see her kids. You used to. I feel like I, I could tell you what Violet looked like, which yes, is Yes, I remember. Yes. Right? Looks like a little Jennifer Garner. But then now you'll see their faces blurred out. But then I saw 
been with J-Lo at the MTV Awards or something. And I saw their son for maybe the first time I've ever seen him. And I thought, is that like a different thing that, well, no, I guess because it was the MTV Awards and everybody's getting their picture taken. But it was weird. I was like, I wonder if it's a parent thing. Like, and that parent doesn't allow and this one. I don't know. It's just one of those late at night thoughts I had. No, I'm right there with you. And there were those recent paparazzi shots with Ben and Jen and their kids going glasses shopping. And I was like, oh, there's Jennifer Garner's kids. Like, right. It how does she a little feel? Because she seems to go out of her way to keep them out of that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of Dax Shepard, he came up earlier. Him and Kristen Bell don't put their kids' faces on their Instagram. If they're ever on their Instagram, they put like an emoji on top. Um, That's more annoying to me. I <laughs> Honestly, it irritates the crap out of me. My friend, or Stacy, you know Stacy, she um, has brought that up to me. And yeah. it is, I'm like, just don't show them. I don't want to see them. Don't, don't. I know. Freaking heart face over it. I know. It irritates me. I don't. I don't know. Like, and as a mom, I totally get protecting your kids. I don't put any pictures of my kids on the show stuff. You'll never see any of that. But I just like the idea of putting a little emoji on there. I don't know. I'm heated. Now that you say it, I'm annoyed too. It annoys me too. I didn't realize it, but I'm like, it's kind of like I'll I'll show you this much. I'm gonna use them, but only this much. T-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Here's their new haircut. Shut up. But that said, I really do, um, I do respect when a celebrity goes out of their way to protect their kids because those kids did not ask for that. But yeah. Ice-T and Coco, they have their daughter and I just can't imagine she's going to be thrilled at all the stuff I saw her in. Oh, there's so many celebrities that I'm like, oh, just wait. I mean, most of the housewives, first of all. I know. Two years later, the Kunis Kutcher family and Mail Online made a joint statement saying, Ashton Kutcher, Mila Kunis, and Mail Online are pleased to confirm that through their legal representatives, they have reached a satisfactory resolution of their legal action, which includes an agreement to pixelate photographs of their daughter, Wyatt, their son, Dimitri, and any future children they should have together. So... Also, like, ooh, more kids maybe in the future like right. that. There was no mention of a financial settlement, this this legal agreement about pictures. I'm sure money was exchanged, but maybe not. I don't know. They're also incredibly charitable. Uh, yeah. Maybe they they did something for charity. I'm filling in that blank. I don't want to give them credit. I But I will say, didn't. I totally agree with you. I think they are very charitable. He does so much in, I, I'm sure you'll get into, or yeah. I don't know if you will, but so I don't want to take that away, but yeah, I feel like whatever they did there, it benefited something else because I just don't I don't get from them that they're just like, how much money can I have in this lifetime? I feel like they really do at least at some point give and do for others. I have a lot of respect for those two. Completely. And I don't I'm not gonna get into it super extensively, but yes, very philanthropic. Um, they're activists and they seem they seem like solid people. They do. And they seem like this wouldn't be about the money, that it really was the principal. Right. And um, they do seem like solid people. And I'm always like, am I just a dummy? Am I being duped? Am I being punked? (laughs) But they do. Are they putting emojis on their kids' faces because then I'll have to rethink this entire thing? (laughs) No, they get pixels, I'm sure. I don't know. I haven't gone on their Instagrams. I don't know if they they like post post their kids. But we're not done talking about Ashton Kutcher. Spring is bursting with fresh energy. The air, our aspirations, and even our homes get a refreshing makeover. And what better time to revamp your home security with Simply Safe? It's our top choice and for good reason. Praised as the best home security system for 2024 by US News and World Report and recognized by Newsweek for its exceptional customer service, Simply Safe has you covered. 
From break-ins to fires and floods, its comprehensive sensors keep your entire home safeguarded. I also love that with the cameras I have in my house, I can be gone, not be able to get a hold of a kid, and simply go onto one of the cameras and look around the room and see my kid is there and safe, but just ignoring me, as you know, kids will do sometimes. And with a range of indoor and outdoor cameras, you can keep a vigilant eye on your property around the clock. For less than a dollar a day, you can enjoy 24-7 professional monitoring, ensuring prompt emergency responses for whenever you need it. Plus, Simply Safe's monitoring agents can intervene in real time, deterring intruders with the power of voice through wireless indoor cameras. But the best part is there's no long-term commitment and you have a generous 60-day money-back guarantee. So why not give Simply Safe a try? If it doesn't exceed your expectations, simply return it for a full refund. Simply Safe has given us and our listeners real peace of mind. We want you to have it too. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for fast protect monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com/criminality. That's simplysafe.com/criminality. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Factor is back as a sponsor of Criminality and I couldn't be happier. Here is one of my favorite things about Factor's delicious ready-to-eat meals. They're perfect year-round in all seasons. I loved having Factor meals in the winter when it was so cold and so miserable to go out. And I was happier to stay inside and heat up my factor meal and get a warm meal. But now that it's spring and warming up outside, I'm revving up my fitness routine. So I don't want to do takeout as much. I certainly don't want to cook or grocery shop. And I'm more conscious about what I'm eating. Another perfect season and reason to get factor meals delivered. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved, and ready to eat in two minutes. You can choose from a weekly menu of over 35 options including popular options like the one I get, which is calorie smart, but you can also do keto, protein plus, or vegan and veggie. Also, it's not just meals. They have more than 60 add-ons every week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunches, snacks, beverages, all kinds of things to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and fuel up for your springtime goals. Head to factormeals.com slash criminality50 and use code criminality50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code criminality50 at factormeals.com slash criminality50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Because while this lawsuit was very personal, it was still a civil lawsuit, right? There have not been any criminal charges that I found against Ashton, but there was one case that Ashton was unable to settle out of court. His presence was very much required during the 2019 trial of Michael Gargiulo for the murder of Ashley Ellerin. Sounds like you know this case, Melissa? Yeah, we covered it on Moms maybe last year. It's a crazy story. It is a crazy story. I actually somewhat covered it too. I don't cover cases in the same way, but I interviewed an author, Carolyn Murnick, who wrote The Hot One. She was the childhood best friend of Ashley Ellerin, and she wrote about this story. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm familiar with the case as well. And if sure. anybody wants, not going to get into the weeds on the case, because that's like, it is a whole episode. Go listen yeah, to yeah, Moms yeah. and Murder episode on this. But let me just tell you Ashton's connection to it. So it's pretty wild. In 2001, Ashley Ellerin was a young, aspiring actress living in Hollywood, and she was murdered in her apartment. I mean, that is the the nutshell version. Coincidentally, this tragedy occurred the same evening she was scheduled to go on a date with none other than Ashton Kutcher. According to court documents and his testimony, he had called her saying he was running late 
but that he was coming. And she said, I am too. I'm going to take a shower. And so he came by our apartment later that evening. I think it was like 10 p.m. Knocked on the door. She didn't answer. Went around the side and he looked in the windows and he saw what he thought was like spilled red wine all over the floor. But he didn't see Ashley. He called in. She didn't answer. So he left because he didn't know what else to do. Right. Again, 2001, they probably had cell phones, but it probably wasn't like super texty. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. They didn't, I don't remember. I feel like. Oh, my gosh. You had cell phones. I think I started really texting post-2003. Um, I think I did, too. I don't think. I mean, I know I had a phone for 2001 because of 9-11. Right. But I don't think I was texting that much. You were paying if you were texting. Those were right. like T9 text and right. after seven phone calls and, you know, nights and weekends are free. So maybe yeah, not. So this is post my pager pre for texting. <laughs> I definitely had a pager in college. <laughs> Holla if you're from the 90s in New York City. <laughs> it was like an acting thing. It was not a nefarious activity thing. Yeah. Well, my dad had one and he wasn't acting. So now I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> Got some questions for Thanksgiving. So, of course, the wine was not wine. It was blood. And Ashley was in another room. And at this point, she would have been dead. So Ashton was never a suspect, never a person of interest. But he was an important witness to help strengthen the prosecution's case against the man they were trying for this murder. Isn't it kind of wild? He was never a suspect, never in anything. And he's like, I was at her house. I looked in her window. I, you know, they're like, I was supposed to go on a date with her. Yeah. And they're just like, nope, mm -mm, not this guy. It is Look a little like dimples. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think they really knew who had yeah. done it or had a very good sense. But yeah, lucky for him, he didn't. I, I, he does talk about it being incredibly nerve wracking, even to be interviewed as a witness, sure, though. Because yeah. if you are a man and there's a woman dead, like, I mean, they're probably looking at you just a little bit, a little even bit. if they're not saying it, right? Mm -hmm. So that man that they thought did it has been convicted, Michael Thomas. Gargiulo, and he was convicted for two home invasion murders and one attempted murder. So this was not his only crime. And he did receive the death penalty at his sentencing in 2019. Again, more on that story at Moms and Murder. You can also listen to the interview I did with the author of The Hot One on Dialogue. Super sad story. And yeah. Ashton is, and what was weird, and I talk about this with the author, is like, this is one thing I don't like about true crime is like, you know, anything that makes the story juicier and more salacious, they're going to pick up on. And the fact right. that she was this beautiful, young, aspiring actress, and she was going to have a date with Ashton Kutcher. Like, his name and that case flood totally the Google results. Now. Mm -hmm. And he is completely irrelevant to it, except, I mean, he's a very key witness, but I mean, he has nothing to do with it other than that. And, like, right. that always just bums me out There's a little bit. There's plenty of witnesses that aren't tied to that same story. Exactly. And also, my guess is a lot of people would know Ashton Kutcher was a witness in someone's murder trial, but not know the victim's name. Her name, mm -hmm. Her name is Ashley Ellerin, but nobody knows that. Everybody knows Ashton Kutcher's name. It's just one of those things. There's nothing we, well, there is a, there's something we can do about it. I think the way we talk about it is important, but right. anyway, so that was his one criminal connection. But there's no way I'm going to end our episode on that really sad, sad story. So that's why I want to mention a brief 2015 lawsuit aimed not at Ashton, but his wife, Mila. Ooh. Now, I'm, I don't know if you know, you probably do because of recent world events, but Mila is Ukrainian. She was mm -hmm. actually born there and they've actually left one of their charitable right. efforts. They've been so instrumental in getting, you know, 
resources over there, which has been incredible to watch. I think it's actually best if you listen to this clip from Entertainment Tonight, which will tell the story. Did Mila Kunis steal a chicken? Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher have responded after a Ukrainian singer named Christina Caro, seen here in one of her um, music videos, claimed that she and Mila were childhood best friends in the Ukraine and that back then, Mila stole her pet chicken. I was devastated. I was weeping. I was dumbfounded. I was like, which chicken did I steal? According to some reports, Mila was even sued by Caro for $5,000 over the stolen chicken, but... Have you been physically served for this lawsuit? It's so funny that you asked me that. No. No, no. there's been no... But, but, but emotionally, I feel served. I, I would never steal someone else's chicken. We believe you, Mila. What <laughs> in the world? Yeah, you know, it's something you got to watch out for when you get famous. It's like people popping up from your your youth. Yeah, there's some sketchy people out there, too. Um, not referring to that lady. Um, stealing a chicken and <laughs> suing for it. I know, but I later? love when, yeah, when Ashton says, have you actually been served papers? She's yeah. like, no, they have been served emotionally. Like, <laughs> it's very fun how they handled it. But apparently this girl was launching a music video and this was great. Well, in her mind, she thought great, like <sighs> buzz and PR ploy to get going in advance of her her music video drop. Yeah, I know they say what's the phrase? No, no, not no news is good news. What's the all one? news like, is good news. Oh, maybe <laughs> I don't think that was it either. <laughs> what's the one that's like? There's no bad PR, basically. I feel that, like this could be bad all news PR. is good news. Oh, all news. Okay. Like, because all PR is, all all press is good press. That's what it is. That's what it is. Together. <laughs> all news is good news. That's, Rebecca, very false if you've been alive for the last two years. I know. That's, that's very all positive. <laughs> very positive all affirmations. Press, all press is good press, yes. All news is good news. <laughs> Rebecca Sebastian. <laughs> yeah, this is my legacy. <laughs> Now I want that on a shirt. All news is good news. Um, yeah, so I do think uh, her PR, that was not great. Because I haven't even heard of it. So if I haven't even heard of it, it you're not doing that great. It did not exactly. work out well. Exactly. I only heard about it in my many, many searches for right. Ashton Kutcher. Um, yeah, so that's, that's the legal drama, if you will, attached to Ashton. But what we touched on just briefly is that he kind of seems like a cool guy. I feel like he has successfully made the leap, right? He came on as an actor, uh, not an actor, a model for Calvin Klein. Yeah. Uh, understandably. Yes. Like those old model we photos are. Mm -hmm. And then he transitioned into this like humorous, like funny, like, I don't know. He just had this like, what was his brand? It was like, dude, trucker where's my hat. car? Yeah, mm -hmm. like the trucker hat. But he transcended it, right? And he became a somewhat like serious actor in rom-coms. I mean, I know he yeah. was Steve Jobs in that movie. I didn't actually see that. I don't I know if he either. was good in it. It's mm -hmm. hard for me to imagine. Weird casting choice to me. But he really did move beyond his initial box and like what right. his original brand was. Then he married Demi Moore. Then he married Mila, which I think people loved because they had that like old friendship. Totally. And now he's this... He has a, um, in addition to a production company, he has a, a tech firm. Is he the guy that bought MySpace though? Didn't he buy a MySpace? Him and Justin Timberlake oh, or something? I don't know, but I know he was an early investor in Uber 
and Airbnb. So he's been like wow. on the cutting edge of a lot of like companies that totally blew up. He was very smart and strategic. So I wouldn't be surprised if he owned MySpace. I don't remember reading well, that. That kind of goes in the opposite I, way. When's the last time you've been to somebody's MySpace page? Well, I wonder if he bought it and like did something with it. I don't know. Um, Burn it to the ground? Yeah, I know. Okay, so his tech company, yeah, just a tech company. Don't know why I was trying to compl complicate that. It's called Sound Ventures. And okay. that's how he got his gig on Shark Tank, where I really enjoy him. He actually has challenged Mr. Wonderful. I don't know if you watch Shark Tank. I, I know. Yeah, I, I know Mr. Wonderful, the bald guy. Yes. And he's like kind of the voice of reason. He's very kind to the uh, the hopeful entrepreneurs who are pitching. And he and Mila actually are really big into crypto. And they were early. Of course, they were early adopters of cryptocurrency, which say what you will about it. I don't understand it enough to make a case for or against. I'm listening to a podcast on it. Are you really? Yeah, but it? it's by the guy that used to be on Reply All, PJ. It's oh. called Crypto Island. It's so fun and so different, and I'm totally loving it. I'm so excited because I haven't heard of that, and I want to listen to that and learn more, but I want to be entertained because yeah, it's very – I haven't learned a ton, but it's been entertaining and, like, how – yeah, like just these no, not nobodies. These just everyday people who like got together to try and buy the Constitution, like a copy of the Constitution, and it's just wild. So I think you'll like yeah. it. Yeah, it is sort of the wild west of like the new era of whatever crypto banking and NFTs and all of this. My <gasps> youngest kid explains it or mm -hmm. understands it, and I don't. But anyway, my point is, he has gone beyond entertainment become a respectable person in tech and business and yeah. now Shark Tank. And again, he and Mila do a lot for human trafficking. He's, you know, spoken at Congress. So I just, I'm impressed by him. I think he's like taken what he's been given and he's done a lot. Totally. And seems, seems like a nice guy. Like, I feel like if you met him and asked for a picture, he would, he would do it. That's how he strikes me. Unless his kids were with him, and then he would say, respectfully, I'm with my kids. Let me please pixelate their faces before we do this. Just kidding. Yeah, or um, could you please hold up these life-size emoji faces, and we'd be happy to take a photo with you. They just carry them around. Oh. <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh, I looked it up, and it was uh, Justin Timberlake who bought MySpace. And they, remember they tried for a while, like, MySpace bands? Like, I remember seeing a concert. I don't remember something. that. Yeah, I saw, like, a concert, like, a 4th of July thing, and they were like, visit us at myspace.com slash, and I was like, what year am I in? Oh, this my gosh, wild. that's funny. And that's funny because he was in the movie about Facebook. Yeah. Which is called... With that other guy I don't remember um, I know what you're talking about with no. Jesse Eisenberg yeah what is that called why do, do this why I'm looking it up private network no the network the network, network. <laughs> private network the net <laughs> public wi-fi Sandra Bullock oh <laughs> I don't know um, what's happening here anyway that is Ashton Kutcher that is fascinating. And that first story about the harassment um, show, I cannot believe they thought that would be a good idea. That is absolutely terrifying to uh, I, think you've walked into. I, I mean, they should be grateful for that lawsuit, honestly, that that didn't get moved and put forward because they would have been killed. Like, how oh, awful. Oh, absolutely. This couple did not back down. I really wish I could find them or find an interview with them because- yeah. They were really traumatized. It was the, it happened 
And then they weren't allowed out of the room. And that was when they were like, that was callous. That was, they were, I didn't use the quotes in my, in my story, but I think it was like wanton and reckless abuse or something. Wanton, yeah. not wanton. Oh man. I always have to <laughs> learn new words in this. I, I never know. carry them past this. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's so close to wanton though. Every time I read wanton, I'm like a wanton. What? Yeah. Um, they <laughs> weren't allowed wondering. to get their wantons. <laughs> it's horrible that they thought that that would be okay. And there was no waiver. And I, that is something I don't get with hidden camera shows. Like I guess it happens after you signed a waiver after, right. but they weren't given one at all. Oh, really? Um, Even after yeah, there was, they weren't? I, I mean, that's how I read it was that there was okay. absolutely no waiver of release. Maybe they refused. I wonder. I don't know. Yeah, but okay. there's just, I have so many more questions and I would love to hear mm -hmm. an interview with them. I wonder if there's like a statute of limitations and then they can Ooh. start talking about it. But yeah, I just thought it was cool to talk about two shows that could have been that weren't. Yeah. So. Oh, I love that. I learned so much. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, you're so welcome. Um, could you... Tell me what you're watching because you've been hinting at it and you won't tell me until you were like, save it for the podcast. I mean, yeah, you didn't say sorry. that, but that's how sorry. I interpreted it. <laughs> I do use that voice whenever I say it into my phone for like, yeah. sorry. That's how I read like, all your Rebecca. Save it weird? for the podcast. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> it's just voice notes. Um, okay. So I don't think you've. I don't think you've watched this. Actually, okay. I'm like 100% sure you haven't watched this. I don't know that it's ever been on your radar. Oh, and my it's gosh. it's like a year and a half old. So it's not brand new. It's okay. not something I expect you to get. You okay. could get it, but I don't okay. think you will. And I'm going to have to pull up the synopsis because I'm not going to be able to explain this. Wow. Okay. okay. Yeah. First clue is Annie Murphy. Okay. I uh, don't second, know who that is. Oh, um, from Schitt's Creek. Um, oh, oh, oh. Alexa. Yes, I do. I do know who that is. Um, yes. Uh, Alexis. Why did I say Alexa? Um, sorry, everybody, for your phones or your house things going off Insert after I said that. The, oh, my gosh. Um, next is AMC. And okay. we'll say the last is uh, comedy. It's, if you don't have it now, you probably No, I've, I didn't it. even know she was in another show. Okay. And this is how... Oh, gosh. It's so good. Okay. It's called... Wait, I you probably have heard of it. It's called Kevin Can F Himself. Oh, yeah, I have heard right? that. Right? I mean, like, yes, yes. I feel like everyone's yes. heard of it. Yes. So let me pull up this synopsis real quick. Oh, my gosh. No, I've I need a show it. so bad. This is so it's, exciting. Oh, okay. All right, here's what it says Kevin Can F Himself is a dark comedy that alternates between traditional multi camera sitcom and single camera, camera drama. Love Set it. in Massachusetts, the series follows the journey of Allison McRoberts, a stereotypically smart and beautiful sitcom wife who is married to Kevin, a husky, self-centered man-child who is clearly punching above his weight. After making a dark discovery, Allison teams up with her neighbor as she attempts to escape the confines of her life and take control of her fate. So basically, do you remember? Okay, I love King of Queens, but it's like a silly, stupid, whatever. Like, it's just one of those shows that's like a comfort show for me. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Kevin James went on to make Kevin Can Wait, which they ended up killing off the wife in the second season because uh, what's her face? Leah Remini uh, came on mm -hmm. on the show and they literally killed off the wife um, not to have Leah Remini be the wife. But they were just like, mm, we're going to have to make something happen with these two. It was like King of Queens. Wow. Totally. That's got to feel good as an actress that like you showing up means they'll just fully write off, kill off a character. They will like, murder main the character. main character. Yeah. And so obviously cool. that only got two seasons. But they they said for this show, Kevin can F himself, that it's kind of like based on that where it's 
you'll be watching it and it's very like you hear a studio audience and it's like they're you know whatever's going on blah 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 haha funny funny silly jokes then one of them annie uh, murphy or whatever walks out of the room and it's a dark drama so it's the same story playing out but the point of view is different oh. and so you never see her husband who's like the oh, honey, blah, 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 make me a sandwich. You yeah, never yeah. see him in the serious thing, but you'll hear her referring to him or literally leave the room and he's in the other room and she's describing the scene that happened. But the way you just watched it is different. Like, you know, okay, here's how I'm thinking of it. When you watch these like silly, stupid things, you think there's no way the wife would act like that. Like she right. would have a lot more to say or wouldn't put up with it. Well, that's what we're watching. Oh so my you're kind of gosh. watching that side of it. I am obsessed with this show and I will say it didn't start off like totally like I was totally on board yeah but just the point of view changing and um you never see his you see his dad in the comedy part but you never see him outside of that and there's okay. one other character you never see not in the comedic side of it and um you only until the very end like the last scene which is really good but anyway, so she's like trying to basically get rid of her husband. She realizes how unhappy she is and all of this. And um, it's just like it's it's a dark comedy. It's it's so good. And no one's watching it. I'm angry. That is. And, and I would think she has a cult following. Um, I'm sure the people that are like m followed her and know what she's up to and are loving it because she's right. so watchable. She um, is. Is it is it anything like I'm getting I don't know why what's the show with Lisa Kudrow where she plays Valerie? Um, oh, um, we always talk about this one, the comeback. The comeback is it that no that's not like that. no so it's very sitcommy so it's the okay. silly blah 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 it's like in one episode he thinks the neighbors stole his jersey right so he's okay. like blah 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 I'm gonna get the neighbors back blah 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 well. In reality, she found the jersey and she's like wearing it around town, just like ruining it because she knows how okay. much she loves okay. it. But <laughs> I, I don't know how else like to explain it. It's like us with our husband's flip-flops. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my husband's just got ruined. I've never been happier. <laughs> it wasn't even me. Um, but Christmas. special thanks to my dog pooping and him stepping in it. Um, shout out. Um, so anyway, it's it's incredible. And there's I, only going to be two seasons. So the okay. other season comes out this year. You can binge the whole thing. I watch it on AMC Plus because it's, I got it for Better Call Saul season two, mm. which is incredible. I mean, sorry, season six, which is incredible. I don't have anyway. that. Yeah, it's one that you'd probably have to get like a thing for. But I love it. If you so watch it, only please AMC? let me know. AMC, it's not yeah. like Amazon. Or That's anything, the other but... thing. I don't think it's doing well because it's on AMC, and so nobody. <laughs> of course, it's not one you get. No, it's not one. You it's really not get. the standard. You know, no, it is. Everybody has. Really okay, good. I'm, I'm going to do it just to get it. I think this is exactly the next show I need. It's yeah. Like if you don't like I'm it, I really for. will kind of be disappointed. If oh. I'm being totally honest. But it's so different. That's the thing. It's just so wildly different and just the different point of views and like the way the um, the light changes when they go into the drama. I mean, it's just it's like two different shows in one mesh perfectly. I love it. Oh, no, it sounds so out of the box. So different. Yep. I'm definitely intrigued. Do you want me to lie if I don't like it or do you want me to be honest? You can be honest, I but can know that I will judge you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. <laughs> Um, that's really fun and it makes me feel lame because I'm bringing like nothing new that's okay. to this segment. 
I, I need people to watch mine, so I really don't care what you say next. I just need people to watch. <laughs> well, why don't we just, that's a wrap, okay? No, no, I want to hear Thank yours. Thank you for listening to, to, to Criminality. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I want to hear yours. Um, well, it's just what happened. You know, I can't, I mean, I can't always live my life for this segment. So I chose I mean, I do to, what I have to do. <laughs> yeah, clearly I am slacking. Um, I, I'm going to give you two because I don't have a lot to say about them because I think I've literally talked about both shows. Go but ahead. you can maybe you'll remember. I don't actually remember. Okay. So HBO applies to both. Season two applies to both. Hacks. Yep. Flight attendant. <laughs> God, <laughs> Melissa could not be more bored. You were like, <sighs> I think you already said flight attendant or hacks. I think I've said both, or maybe you said hacks, or maybe we both I said did hacks, hacks last year. Oh yeah, we well, both that's did what hacks, I mean. I last mm-hmm. year, it wasn't this year. I didn't do it in the same year, did I? Oh, I think you might have done flight attendant in the same year. No, I gotta be honest. no, no. As a one-off, not as a describing it, but you did, oh. or maybe just to me. I don't know. Who can be sure? Uh, not like we can go back and look or anything. I'm not. Um, <laughs> me either. <laughs> but I really like both of those shows. I was really excited that season two was back on both. Hacks season two stacks up to season really? one. I haven't it started it. Consistently excellent. And I just keep like rooting for these characters. Uh-huh. And the story continues and it doesn't, I don't think it's like a miss at all. And Flight Attendant season two, not as good as season one because now it's turning into like, it's like the Flight Attendant version of Alias. Like she is now a CIA asset, oh, like a on. citizen CIA. And it's a little. I will only say it works because I think she's great and I think most of the acting is really good and it's very background. Like I did not need to stay with it. So I did a lot of other things while watching, but hacks, I like really love hanging on every word because the script is just so So sharp and like cutting and great. So if anybody hasn't yet watched season one of hacks or the flight attendant, highly recommend. And I would still recommend season two on both more so hacks than a flight attendant. Sorry that this isn't new, a new show. No, it's still good information. Um, so season two of uh, Flight Attendant, I saw somebody tweet and say something like, "Limited series should mean limited series," and I agree. Mm, like one of those shows every, that should have ended, right? Agree. Like if, it doesn't it was need one a second. Season, yes, that's my fear with Mayor of, Mayor of East Town that they're going to try and do another season, and it was such a perfect season. Like that I makes don't me nervous want that too. to happen. It was I'll so perfect. It. There's inevitable letdown there. Like we're all going to totally. be let down. It's impossible. And I will watch it too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some things are just, or they could do what the Bay did, which was my last episode recommendation, which is like change up the lead every season. Like I right. know because that would be hard though in something like Mayor of Easttown because Kate Winslet is she Mayor of Easttown. Yeah. So that doesn't work. But in other series that could apply. There's something I like about the flight attendant second season that most people probably won't, which is they pursue the storyline of her drinking really. They really center on it and she's in recovery. Okay. And I think it's a really great depiction of recovery. I think it's very realistic. I think it's like a good, good for the discourse on that. Like, Mm -hmm. I think it does it differently than other shows, but I don't think that's a reason to keep the show going and I don't think it's going to carry the show. And, you know, I'm just saying like, I personally appreciate those storylines, but I don't think everyone does. And it's just getting too like hijinksy. Like, hmm. yeah. you know, again, she's watchable. I like yeah. her. Yeah. Kate, All Kate right. Well, Oko. I'm going to definitely check out season two and I absolutely will not promise on my life. Watch season two of flight attendant. I just can't do it. I don't know why. Yeah, that's okay. I just can't go back there. 
I can't do I'm, it. Yeah, no, that's that's completely I've reasonable. I've been freed. Yeah, let that one go because I know if you start it, you'll have to finish and nobody exactly. wants that on their on their watch. I'm going to watch The Kevin Show. The Kevin can F himself. And I want to know if you are ready to tell a story on the next episode. And if so, do you have clues? Okay, I have clues. I am not ready. Here <laughs> okay, are good. my We'll clues. just take the clues. <laughs> okay, marriage. Love it. Money. Love it. Mike. Fleiss. Mm. Marriage, money, Mike Fleiss. Okay. So I know, I think I know who Mike Fleiss is. So I yeah. think I might, well, I don't know yet, but I feel like I know what direction we might be going. Oh, I'd love to hear well, what you is, think. Well, is Heidi Fleiss anything to do with this? Uh, Heidi Fleiss is his sister. Okay. Okay. So I actually don't know who he is. I thought maybe it was a son. You do know, know him, old. but you don't just don't know him. You know, oh. you know stuff he's done. Oh, wow. Okay. Marriage, money, Mike Fleiss. Can't wait. It's going to be good. I can tell. I will not confirm nor deny that. I, <laughs> I don't you know have what? high expectations. <laughs> we'll be the judge in yeah, two weeks. And I hope you all will tune in to hear this new yes. story. And we are grateful that you came back to listen today. Thank yep. you. Keep the reviews coming. If you like this show, please feel free to go to Apple or Spotify and leave a rating and review for criminality. And follow us on Instagram and TikTok if you dare. If you like waiting weeks between posts that are okay but not great, you're yeah. going to love our TikTok. If you like that everyone is just uh, like Rebecca doing something creative and then me in front of a green screen for no reason um, and like a very niche thing that I'm doing there. Do we have some videos for you? I did think of one for today that I'm going to do that I'm excited oh, about. Oh, good. For today. Okay, mm -hmm. great. We'll talk about it offline. Yeah. Let's not build that up too much. Absolutely they are, not. They are all posted on a wing and a prayer. Like we're both basically like we did it. Like that's the accomplishment. Yeah. yeah. We just post them because we finished and completed one and we're proud. So just throw us a heart over there and a follow. We'd be so grateful. Yeah. Um, and thank you for listening. Catch Melissa on Tuesdays on her other podcast, Moms and Murder. And you can catch Rebecca every Wednesday on her other podcast, Dialogue. Yes. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Criminality. If you're enjoying the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and give the show a rating and review. The reality is it would be a crime to keep your thoughts to yourself. And come join the fun outside of the podcast and follow us on social media. We are at Criminality Show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Memes are welcome. We'll see you in two weeks with a new episode. Until then, you can catch my co-host Melissa on her weekly show, Moms and Murder. And Rebecca Sebastian on her podcast, Dialogue, a true crime conversation. Don't forget, loving reality isn't a crime.